My father was my great teacher because I started to work with him when I was really little. And he taught me everything. He taught me how to be humble. He made me to dish, to wash the dishes first, then to serve people and then cook because he wanted me to understand how everyone is important in the, in the restaurant. So it's not only the chef. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. The late nights, extreme deadlines, and very nature of hospitality lends itself to self-medication and addiction as a way to cope. But the industry has also been an avenue for salvation for many, finding a deep connection in the kitchen or on the floor or to the produce that provides support and a career and a place for people to find themselves. Daniela Majorano is a chef currently in Byron Bay. Daniela, how are you? Hello, I'm really good. Well, it's great to have you on the podcast. You're a third generation chef. Um, it's The careers uh, run a long thread through your family. Uh, what's it like growing up in a family of chefs? I mean, it's, of course, amazing. I grew up surrounded by food. I always have um, really amazing food around me. But in the same time, also a little bit sad because all of my family was always working because uh, we're running this restaurant since the Second World War. And my father's family, they really like, uh, in my hometown, everybody knows them about because of the restaurant. And my father was always working like seven days a week, six days a week, only one day off, so I couldn't see him. But in the same time, I was always like eating really well. When I finished school, always have my amazing meal ready. So yeah, it's been like really amazing for me. Also for my, um, what I've been doing now, it's all because of my family and how I grew up in this environment. Well, take us back to that time of when you grew up and uh, you grew up in Rome. Uh, tell us about the food in the family and, um, and the first time you sort of started um, falling in love with, with the idea of working in food. Yeah, I actually grew up in Abruzzo, which is uh, an amazing, beautiful region in the middle of Italy, just a couple of hours from Rome. And uh, and then I moved in Rome when I was 18. And the, the, the type of food that my family, that we cook, it's like traditional uh, Abruzzese food. So we is a land full of like lamb, uh, and a lot of cheese factory, so a lot of like homemade fresh pasta. Uh, so uh, my father was doing, and my grandmother also, because my grandmother she's the the one that she start to uh, make our restaurant to be a little bit, uh, let's say, famous in the area because she was doing everything homemade, all the fresh pasta and the terrine. And then she also invented a sauce uh, to do this pasta called Farfalle alla Clemente, which is my great grandfather, my father's name. Wow. Uh, with, with all the leftover 
that we usually have, uh, like the the end of the prosciutto, carrots and mushroom. She invented this sauce that become really popular. And uh, and yeah, that's like the the food that we used to do uh, in my restaurant that my father is still doing because he's running the restaurant uh, now. And I mean, I fell in love with food. I always loved food since I was little. My mother told me that I didn't have any problem. Like I was eating everything. <laughs> yeah, but, but I didn't want to be a chef because uh, when I was really young, because I saw my father always working and do a lot of sacrifice. So I actually, I had a little bit of, uh, I didn't want to do it. So I, I went in Rome and I studied uni. And then, you know, my friend, she was doing a cooking school and I say, oh, why not? I'm going to do a cooking school too. And my father was really happy. And then I found myself that, was, you know, when you know that it's something that you born to do it, like your dharma. So I just, I felt so comfortable and I felt like myself. It was, everything was really easy for me because I grew up with my mother, with my grandmother, rolling gnocchi, and you know, I learned how to love through food because that's what my parents, they were doing with me. They were feeding me with love and that's what I learned uh, about also loving people by cooking them amazing food and makes them happy. Well, it led to an extraordinary career in Michelin-starred restaurants. Can you tell us about that period of time and, and some of the main influences in, on your life in regards to uh, chefing? Yeah, my, my, last, my last experience in Rome was in this, like for me, it's the best restaurant now in Italy. Uh, it's called Retro Bottega. Uh, and uh, the chef, the owner, it's Alessandro Miocchi, was one of my most influence about fine dining. But for me, the, the main experience, like the experience that they, I can say, they still with me every day in my life. And when I went to work in this amazing bakery in Rome, really famous, uh, Bonci, I don't know if you know this amazing baker, and uh, I met Franco Palermo, Roberta Pezzella, which is like uh, one of the most baker, the most important baker in Italy. Wow. Yeah. And actually I learned uh, not only like the side of, uh, of course, making money and cook fine dining. I learned also like how to be humble in the kitchen and how to help other people cooking because for me it's more about like communicating and helping and make something special for the others so that's what for me makes me happy just to make also happy other people and try to help them and uh, and yeah that was like my like my guru uh, I found it in this beautiful bakery and I'm still in contact with them. I always call them if I need something. Um, and that's it. And yeah, of course, like working in the fine dining was really helpful because you want to learn um, 
like the techniques and all the the base of the, the cooking. And in Italy, it's like you work in six days a week from nine till midnight in the night. And uh, and was great, but I couldn't do it anymore because you can't live this life for many years. It's not, you know, I, I was like, I stopped to love cooking because I was stressed, I was angry, I was like, I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't see my friend. And uh, and I stopped to love what I was doing. So I think that was a really important um, time of my life to learn what I'm have like what I have now, but also it's not what I want to do in my life. You've you've had some pretty uh, serious obstacles in your life, in, including uh, heroin addiction. Can you can you tell us about that period of of your life and? And how you managed to pull yourself out of that? So uh, when I was 14, I was uh, really crazy. I don't know what happened to me. Maybe like family circumstance and, and, you know, I was like really rebel, punk. uh, And I found myself with this group of friends that they all were using these horrible drugs. And uh, and that's it. And I become addicted really early. Yeah, when I was 14 for about 10 years and uh, in but because i always have this really big fire inside of me i was addicted but in the same time i had all of this energy also to do other million stuff even if i have this big problem and uh, and and i was working in the same time having this big problem until i become like really sick and i went to rehab for one year and slowly, and I met a beautiful doctor that helped me to been through this uh, this really dark moment of my life. But uh, working full time in a restaurant, it also helped me to uh, to have a little bit of discipline. I also become a boxer, like professional boxer. And wow. See, and I was like working full time. In the time that I had break, I was training, and then I was fighting uh in boxing so i've been like i just you know i i work really hard to make myself to to go out from this situation i have a lot of friends that they died and they still using drugs but me i just want to be different and so all the things that i learn who i am now it's because i have this really big experience in my life and it's my big gift because I learned so much and I'm really um, empathic now with people. And uh, I just want to help other people. And my way to do it, it's just through the food, just cooking and make community and make people happy and maybe teach something to how, how to be strong. And I really believe that everybody, everyone have the power to do something better and to do everything they want. You just like, you just need to be, you just want some, I really want to be, to be healthy and different. And I have all of this amazing like energy to change the world that I still have it. And that's it. I've been like, 
and now it's been 10 years that I'm clean from, from Erwin. Yeah, so I did 10 years and then I'm free since 10 years. Four years ago, you decided to come to Australia. Can you tell us about uh, what led to you coming to Australia and what it was like when you first arrived? Uh, I decided to live. I was in Berlin before Australia running a, a little Italian restaurant, but I, I wasn't happy anymore in Italy. Also, I would give to me a chance to do something also first of all to learn English like the, because I didn't speak English and now I have this really big Italian accent that I think is never gonna <laughs> leave me um, I just want to explore different world like and make myself you know like a challenge for myself I was I'm 37 now almost so I was already like an adult person but I just want to challenge and I came here really with nothing like nothing I didn't know anyone like uh, I didn't have friend and slowly slowly I felt really alone at the beginning I mean I came with my friend but then we were just me and my friend we didn't know what to do and I start to work around in, I work in so many different places. So now everybody knows me in Baron Bay because I've been working <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I start to work at this uh, vegan restaurant, No Bones. So I challenge my sh myself also doing vegan food that I never made in my life. And, uh, and I did, I was also having problem with the visa because you know, I didn't know how to stay. But yesterday I got my permanent visa after two years. Yeah, so because I have a girlfriend and we did the de facto. So, uh, and I end up in Harvest uh, in Nuremberg for one year. I had a really amazing experience there and I have the possibility to meet a lot of amazing producers, a lot of amazing chefs since the COVID happened. And and then I like everything shut down. And um, for me, COVID was the best gift of my life. I know it's not the best thing to say, but for myself, for my own experience, was like the time that I realized that I was ready to do my own project and not work anymore for other people. Well, tell us about. Um what you are doing uh, in regards to to um, sharing and helping people with, with your food? Uh, I mean, we, when I was uh, 25 years old, me and my father, we went to do uh, this project in England where we went uh, like uh, working in this restaurant and all the people that they were working there, they were people from the street or they went just like out of the jail that they have drugs problem. And our rule was uh, to help them to like to teach them like this beautiful work that is to become a chef. So we were like uh, try to keep them out of the street and uh, and teach them how to cook. And 
And me also, I was in the same situation of this guy, even if I was teaching them how to cook, I was exactly the same. So I felt this big connection. And I saw like all of these people that they were so happy in the kitchen, that they were like trying to change themselves and do something better. That made me to realize that maybe like we can use like this heart to help other people so at the moment i'm not doing like a big project because that's what i want to do and i just took over of this beautiful farm up in the hills called yumbrook valley when maybe we're gonna do workshop and you know also involve the aboriginal community and you know, create something around food that it's not only fine dining, but it's more accessible to everyone. And uh, like, it's more about community and sharing and the ingredient, they are really important. But for me, it's also really important what, what is behind the ingredient, who makes the ingredient, what's the story of the people behind this. I'm really interested about people more than anything else and uh, and then yeah really like when i'm cooking i'm just watching the face of the people and see what they're doing if they're smiling if they're happy you know what i become the nonna the grandmother of the situation yeah i'm actually feel like this because uh, like I grew up with my grandmother, both of my grandmother feeding me and my father also, like with all of this love, that all the food was always ready. And I, w I felt so like protected and so happy that now I'm doing this with my friend. I'm cooking for them every week and they're just so happy. And, and I want to feed people. You're in a, a very warm uh, area of Australia with uh, in, in interesting ingredients. How, how different has that been, the, the ingredients in the area and getting used to that compared to what uh, you used in uh, Italy and Germany? My God, it's really hard. I still don't understand the season. <laughs> like it's, we have a beautiful product. There's a lot of going, there's a lot of things happening here. There's Palisa Anderson with her beautiful farm and there's all of these little like farmers that they're doing amazing produce that, that for me it's really hard because you know you have to I, I'm still doing uh, Italian food but I start to use all of these ingredients then they different and uh, yeah I think that in few years I'm gonna be able to understand how the season working <laughs> and uh, maybe have a little garden and grow my own veggie. But yeah, it's not really easy. But, uh, but it's amazing because I just start to learn about native uh, produce. And uh, that's make me, re it's really interesting for me because for me, all the, where, all the place where I'm going, I always want to understand the plate like the herb where i'm living so i don't want to use like weird vegetables that they not belong to this part of the world so i'm trying to learn as much as i can about the ingredient 
I know you have the Italian heritage and background uh, to your cooking, but tell us about your cooking these days. Can you give us an example of um, some of the dishes that you cook to give us a sense of where you're at as a chef? Uh, I mean, my main thing, it's pastime bread, of course. And um, uh, I usually, like, I'm really good on making pasta and risotto. It's, you know, it's really my thing. It's really, like, something that I love to do, that I love to eat. And uh, I do all the different shape of uh, homemade pasta, like tortelli, ravioli, plain, uh, and spaghetti, tagliatelle. So all of these this different kind of... Uh, of pasta and then I also because I had this big experience uh, working in a bakery I also really loved to do bread uh, so and I also was working in a little bakery here uh, that it just opened so I learned a little bit more the last year and uh, it's really my food it's really I can say simple food really comfort food like fresh vegetables like you know, everything that you can find on the market because we have a beautiful market in Balombimbi and Byron Bay. So you j- I'm just going there and see what I have and I make everything like, um, you know, with the ingredient that I found in season. And it's more about like grilled vegetables, arancini. Uh, I just, I'm gonna, I'm having um, a pop-up dinner next week and I made my homemade salt cod that in Italy we call baccala because it's impossible to find it here. And I'm going to do this uh, tortelli with uh, the filling it's with baccala and um, cime di rapa, which is rapini, and a little bit of preserved lemon. So that's, for example one of my dish but i also because i was living in rome i learned a lot about the the poor food which is all the the offal so because in rome we use a lot of offal so like the ox tongue or the tail and uh, the sweet bread so i also love to work with this um with this meat which is like something really cheap but in the same time amazing so that's a little bit my kind of food with the uh, discovery of so many different ingredients that you've been experienced is, is there some australian produce that you'd love to export back to italy um my god <laughs> i went i just went in tasmania and i love the abalone that i never tried in my life but, uh, I mean, all of this lemon myrtle, anise myrtle, all, all of these, like, little, like, native berries, but I don't think it's, good. it's possible to do this in Italy. Grow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you talked about uh, the 10-year heroin addiction that you, that you went through and pulled yourself out of, and hospitality is an industry with lots of temptations and pitfalls. What, what advice do you have for anyone that might be struggling with these? Uh, I know it's really hard because when you work, like when you hard work, like in fine dining or Michelle star, you always like end up that you're drinking or using drugs because you're too tired. You can't do this life. 
My, uh, I mean, me, uh, when I felt that it was too much for me, that I was like losing my center, I, and uh, I couldn't recognize me. I, I didn't have a relationship with friends. Like you just decide, like you have to do something else. You have to do like something that you love, but in another way. You can't like l spend your life uh, working so hard like this. I just, I had like, it's good for a little bit of time. Like my brother is 23 and it's working in fine dining and it's been working there since four years, but he's already burned out. Like he's already tired. So as soon as you realize that you in danger, just like leave the place and do something else. That's my advice. You've been in Australia for the last four years and experienced COVID uh, up at, while living up in Byron. You've got friends and family back in Italy. What's, uh, what's it been like having conversations with them um, with what's been going on in Italy compared to the experience that you've had in Australia? I mean, uh, in Italy, it's a disaster. Of course, we have our restaurant that it's been closed since one year. Wow. Uh, yeah, because there was no reason to open. In Italy, they were like open and close the restaurant, like one day is open, one day is closed. So my father is just decided to, to close the restaurant, take time off, which is also good for him that it's been working in the restaurant since 40 years. And he never had like time off. So he just took this uh, opportunity to close and reset everything. It's just really sad. In Italy, it's really sad, the situation, especially in, the, in our industry. And it uh, was really hard for me because it's been two years that uh, I, I'm not able to go back home. And I'm really close to my family. I have six brothers and sisters. And we are working in hospitality uh, in Europe. And uh, it was really hard. And also my father, he would like me to come back and help him at the restaurant because he needs us. He needs some of his sons and daughters to go back and help. But at the moment, uh, I can't do it. And also because I start to do my own project here and they're going really well. So now when this COVID finish, I have to decide if I want to go back a little bit and make my own restaurant. Uh, and make like a doing something uh, in Italy. But I'm, I don't know. Food has been so important in your life and your family's life. What? What do you love about what you do? Yeah, food, uh, it's like everything, it's around food in my life, I can say. Uh, like my father was my great teacher because I started to work with him when I was really little. And he taught me uh, everything. He taught me how to be humble. He made me to dish to wash the dishes first, then to serve people and then cook because he wants me to understand how everyone is important in the in the restaurant. So it's not only the chefs because we are nothing without a really good dishwasher. We are nothing without a really good waitress. 
So he made me to understand how uh, everyone is important and everyone need to have the like the same respect. So he taught me this and it's always with me. So all the place that I that I run, I always try to create this amazing relationship with the chef uh, and really like try to understand that we're not only working, we also have a life and sometimes we struggle in our life. And it's good that you help the people that they are close to you. And yeah, food, it's the main thing because uh, everything I do, it's around food. Like, uh, I'm in this moment that I am really creative and uh, I have all of this opportunity and I I finally found uh, my way to express myself, like, which is doing pop-up dinner that gave me like a lot of time off so I can actually have the time to be creative and to think about what I want to do and maybe visit like other parts of the country and get inspiration. And uh, I have this little farm like Yumbrook Valley that I'm going to do just sourdough pizza and natural wine. So I have all of this little reality that they not make me to stay just in one place. So I'm able to um, travel a little bit and and then put all the experience and all my passion and all the love that I have in the food that I cook. Well, very much look forward to hearing what you develop uh, with the restaurant there and, and the um, organic farm at Hewenbrook Valley. We've loved having you on Deep in the Weeds to share your story today, Daniela. Uh, pl- please keep in touch and uh, we'd love to catch up again uh, down the track and uh, see what you're up to. Thank you very much. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of Australia's hospo community, suppliers and producers in search of hope during this pandemic. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.